tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Tonight, NDC MPs cripple parliamentary business, forcing the House to adjourn after all minority MPs abandoned proceedings to storm the High Court in support of Asin North colleague James Dachikwesi. 5A and I think 5B. 5B2 is not around, so I direct that they be rescheduled. Minister for Tourism were all here to respond to the question, but the members were not available. The Hansard map captures stain for the record. We have the latest as MPP MPs take on their minority colleagues, describing their action as irresponsible. I don't know where. They were elected to come and sit in parliament. They were not elected to be accompanying people to uh, court. Their constituents should take notes. 
Plus, the verbal exchanges in court today between the Attorney General and Chachu Chikata, lawyer for Asinov MP, as they attempted to play the sound of President Okufuado to drive home the accusation of prejudice. This is Top Story with Evans Mensah. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. Parliamentary business was today crippled when all NDC MPs abandoned proceedings to storm the High Court in support of their Sin North colleague, James Datukwasing. The Speaker of Parliament, Abang Babin, was left with no choice than to adjourn Parliament completely. It was just on Tuesday when the minority MPs declared their intention to withdraw from all parliamentary business on each day. Any of their colleagues appear before courts. The most controversial of the cases is the criminal trial of Mr. Quasing, but there's also the trial of the minority leader himself, Dr. Kaysilato Forsing. Today, they carried out that threat and effectively shut down the business of the House. A number of questions could not be asked despite the ministers being present in the House. Now, some MPP MPs say their colleagues acted irresponsibly by abandoning the house. We will hear from them shortly. But first, listen to the Minority Chief Whip governs Kwame Agboja telling Joe News government is persecuting their members. The minority will not be participating in business on the floor uh, because we are accompanying our two colleagues, Honorable Kwesin and Honorable Tofosin, who are due to be in court this morning. Uh, based on that, we are unable to attend to any government business. Uh, we'll be in court uh, to support uh, them. Uh, I think the minority leader, Nate Bays, uh, gave this hint when he was uh, making comments after the swearing-in of our colleague, uh, Honorable Kwesin, on Tuesday. Uh, we are in court in solidarity of our colleagues who are being persecuted, uh, as far as we are concerned. I want to take you to Parliament now and bring in our parliamentary correspondent, Kweku Asante. Kweku, tell us about the key business which had to be rescheduled. So, Evans, there were more than 20 questions, mainly standing in the name of NDC MPs to Education Minister Dr. Yawase Gichum, Health Minister Kweku Ajimanmenu, and Tourism and Creative Arts Minister Dr. Awal. And all these ministers were on the floor of Parliament to answer these questions. Some of the questions, really high-profile questions. For instance, we know that feeding, school feeding caterers, capitation grants, as well as um, money owed um, um, cooks, among other things, within the senior high school system have all been outstanding. There were questions standing in the name of Dr. Clementa Park to ask the education minister on some of those questions. There were a number of them having to do with health and how um, the, the, the bonuses having to do with the, the, work, the workforce in the health sector were paid during COVID time, and a number of questions also for the tourism minister. There were a number of bills. For instance, the deputy attorney general was on the floor of parliament ordinarily to transact business having to do with the Criminal and Other Offences Act, which is being amended. All this could not happen because the NDC MPs were not on the floor. In fact, some of the amendments that have been proposed to some of those bills are in the name of NDC MPs. And so the expectation was that they would have been there 
to steer all those businesses, and they were not. And so it meant that the House just had to do the business that it could do with only majority MPs. And for that, which they would have needed the other side to be involved, they had to now postpone and reschedule some of those business and then take an adjournment. Last time, in the names of the members that are present, will be permitted to be asked the minister, so that the minister can answer that and go back to conduct other business. So 5A, and I think 5B, 5B2 is not around, so I direct that they be rescheduled. Health, Honorable Ajima Meno, Minister for Tourism, Honorable Awal, we're all here to respond to the questions, but the members were not available. The Hansard must capture stain for the record. I mean, Kweku, I'm just curious. So the entire minority side was empty. There was not a single soul in that in the seat there. So only the chief whip actually came around to just grant us that exclusive interview and then went back together with their colleagues to storm the high court. At the time, the Speaker of Parliament entered the chamber. So a little about 25 to 30 NPP MPs who were on the floor. On the minority side, it was completely empty. I actually saw the speaker coming in and then looking at the side and was wondering, where are all these members? In fact, when he took his seat, he did not make any comments as to that. But at some point, he was acknowledging some students from Achimoto School. And then he said that they were there because of the MP for Okaikui North, who is an NDC MP. That was at the time that some NDP MP shouted that, well, she is not even here in the house. She is going to court to solidarize. With, with their colleagues. It was then that the speaker made a little remark that, oh, okay, if that was so, then House was going to proceed to do other business. So it was empty completely on all the 137 benches in the minority side. There was not a single soul, not a single MP around. And I wonder what the reaction from their majority colleagues have been to this. You've been talking with some of them. Right. So clearly, this crippled parliament in terms of being able to go ahead and do some of these businesses, for instance, the majority side were pushing that if the NDC MPs were not around to ask these questions, then the questions should be deferred completely. It should not be rescheduled to another time. It was then that the Speaker of Parliament said that there had been some prior agreement that those questions be rescheduled. So when the House eventually took an adjournment to tomorrow, I caught up with two NPP MPs. First, the majority deputy whip, Habib Idriso, as well as the Tema Central MP, Ives Hansenotti. And they described the action of their colleagues as irresponsible and that the calls to have those criminal charges against the NDC MPs dropped are simply untenable. I don't know where. They were elected to come and sit in parliament. They were not elected to be accompanying people to uh, court. Their constituents should take note that uh, today they ask a lot of questions um, about their educational infrastructure, about their health infrastructure, and about tourism in their various constituencies. But they were not in parliament to even ask those questions. The ministers were there, the questions were, the answers were provided, but yet none of them were not in the chamber. In the excuse that they have accompanied somebody to court. I don't know what kind of democracy or parliamentary uh, procedure is this, but we, we are watching them keenly and the business of the day is done for now. So how, if, we, if we as legislators are making laws and we expect uh, the judiciary to implement it, now we are now telling them that uh, so now question is above every other Ghanaian. So they should actually call that all cases in court should be dropped, but not of a particular person. Thank you. Of course, if something happens, we don't take... Um, if we allow him to 
be acqui uh, not acquitted, but if there's no prosecutor, then obviously you're setting a precedent that would uh, linger on into the future. However, it doesn't also exonerate him because another attorney general can come in the future and pick it up and decide to prosecute him. So for me, I think the best thing for him is to go through the processes. If he's found not guilty, hooray, he'll come back and come and work with us. If he's found guilty, he pays for his crimes and then we continue and move on. So for me, that's, that's it. So the 137 minority MPs were not in parliament today. The excuse was that they would rather be in court to solidarize with their colleagues. So were they all in court? I want to bring in Kodonyako, who is our court correspondent, and he, he was in court for us today for two cases. Which were these cases? Well, so uh, the first one is the James Jachikwesin case, and the other one is the case of case. Okay, so let's settle this. The MPs were not in the house, he crippled the house, he had to adjourn because of this. No business was done. Were they in court? Yes, they were all there. In fact, at 10.30, they started trickling in. So the case was called at 11. So at 11, I saw the minority leader leading uh, his team to uh, the criminal court uh, where the Jim Jachikwesin case was heard. In fact, he was supported by the deputies and all of them. So they filed past one, one after the other. In fact, it's not all of them that even got seat to even sit in court. Some of them were standing and they stood throughout the trial. Okay, I want to bring in right now the uh, Deputy Majority Whip, Habib Idris, who you had uh, complaining about the action of his colleagues on the minority side. Mr. Idris, thanks for your time here on Top Story. Yeah, uh, good uh, Solidarity in politics is everything, is it not? I mean, this is a legitimate action by your colleagues. They are not boycotting parliament. They are simply showing solidarity with their colleagues who are in court, something that all politicians do. But um, even actually, it is uh, rather unfortunate that our colleagues will uh, boycott parliamentary proceedings today uh, in the name of Syrian solidarity. Uh, mind you, all 137 members of parliament from the NDC were not in court. It must be on record that not all the 137 of them were in court. But they just uh, tried to frustrate government business in the name of the fact that they all want to go and solidarize. Uh, with their colleagues. If you look at the time even Parliament started, and you look at the time the cases of uh, Atufosin and uh, Kwesin were called, uh, my check shows that I think one was planted around 11 o'clock, the other one was around 4. And we started proceedings today uh, after 12 o'clock. And they had come to ask a lot of questions, and the ministers were there, the answers were provided, and yet they were not in the chamber. This example that members of parliament are setting is very bad for our democracy. We set out rules, we expect the courts to do their own work, and then we are now saying that because somebody has been charged by a criminal uh, case, they will not um, sit in parliament. They are rather going to solidarize with the person. It is very bad for our democracy. You say that, but you would have done the same if you believe like they do that your members are being persecuted. But, um, Ivan, uh, we've all been in Ghana, and we all know this is not the first time a member of parliament has been charged to court in terms of criminal issues. Um, what are two thousand is facing, the charges that he's facing, it is never the case that no MPP MP have ever faced such charges, but they never boycotted court. Question: uh, we all remember the case of Adam Kande. He faced the same cases, but you have never seen the minority then or the MPP then boycotting parliament to say that they are going to court for solidarity. So this is just uh, an indication that our colleagues want to frustrate uh, government business. Our colleagues just want to 
I don't know how I'm going to describe it if not being irresponsible in terms of the democracy that we are going. If you look at Collins Dowder, all the charges that they are facing, it's never the case that no MPP uh, MP have ever faced such charges before. But this that we are experiencing has never been the case. So you could see that today we had a very short uh, sitting. We did some laying of papers and the questions were not being asked. And now the, the sitting that we have, we have a lot of questions that have been passed. Members of parliament ask specific questions to get information from the ministers, and some are conferences specific. So if you are asking about a classroom block or something not being done in your constituency and you need to know, then at the end of the day, you are saying you are going to court to solidarize with your colleagues. Which one? Is it that your constituency brought you to parliament to be able to speak and work on their interests, or it is not the case that you are going to uh, be accompanying people to court in the name of you know, solidarizing with them. I think it's rather unfortunate, and our colleagues need to know that this is not the first time that this case has happened before. They need to know that we are not above the law. Christian and our two forces are not the only people who are facing such charges in Ghana. Other members of uh, our other Ghanaians are also being charged, criminal charges against. So why are we not saying? We are not superior. We are equal before the law. So when you are a member of parliament and you exhibit this kind of character this uh, kind of you know uh, what you are trying to do what do you tell Ghanaians that you are now above the law then where is the equality before the law so the case, the uh, business that was supposed to, to have been done today that had been adjourned will it still be heard because the, the question stood in the name of minority MPs yes out of the today the minister there was two agent questions for the minister for education and about six ten questions for the Minister of Education. There were four questions for the Minister for Tourism and a lot of questions for the Minister responsible for health. They were all the, the answers for those questions were provided in the other paper today. So we had make it that Hansard should capture saying that such questions um, the ministers were in, the answers were provided for them to come and answer. If they doesn't find a space in the other paper again, the members should not come and say that they have asked questions and ministers haven't responded to the budget. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes 
nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Best of our knowledge, the questions have been asked, admitted, written to the ministry. The minister was ready. They provided the answers. They were in parliament to answer those questions, and you are, they were not available to ask. I mean, this, uh, this sounds questions. to me like you, 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 this is going to be a tit for tat, and so they have urgent questions. They were not there, and so maybe the ministers may not show up. No, but there are other agent questions and other questions. So those who will be available for their questions to be asked and answered, the ministers should, will be responding to that. So definitely, we have already programmed. Today we had a business committee meeting. All questions that are supposed to be asked la, uh, next week, we we did that today. I was at business committee meeting. We've done that. Questions that are supposed to come tomorrow have also been programmed. So until next week and the following week, their questions will not be programmed because it is not part of the business of the week. So, so you, are you we'll suggesting? Are you suggesting to them that they won't be part of it? Uh, well, are you suggesting to them that they will lose the opportunity to ask the questions on behalf of their constituents because today they were not there? Uh, uh, that's what I said. They have refused to be to represent their constituents. So whatever happened is left to them. They they supposed to represent them today. They refuse to represent them. Other questions will be asked if other members who ask those questions are uh, present to ask the ministers and they will respond to them. But I don't think this week and next week to find it into the other paper. And very quickly before you go, though, I mean, you still need the minority members to have a functioning parliament. Um, are you talking at all? Is there any dialogue open to try and resolve this? You know, this eighth parliament, Evans, I know you've been following this parliament very keenly, and you could realize the majority of the work that we get done in parliament is through building consensus and dialogue. But um, this one is just a surprise, even though the minority leader had hinted that, oh, um, any time their colleague is going to court, they will not be uh, coming to parliament. In fact, this is uh, a total blackmail because this is not how it, uh, we dialogue. This is not how we cooperate with each other to get parliamentary business done. So I, I think maybe after today, tomorrow, if they are in the House, uh, our colleagues will try and talk to them and be able to know. Because, mind you, the speaker was not even aware that the minority was not going to come to the chamber. He was not aware. If you observe or if you watch the proceedings today, after we had leadership at the conclave, we came in. When the speaker uh, started the prayers, after the prayers, he had to, uh, you know, suspend sitting and said for five minutes. Then we went back to uh, the speaker uh, chamber to be able to have a discussion. Then he asked the clerks another thing. The clerk said they had reached out to them. They said they were going to have a caucus meeting. Then they were in court. So it was not something that was even known. And it was like uh, something that was just slapped on our faces. We were not expecting it. Neither were the ministers expecting it. That's why they were all in the house to be able to respond to this question. So moving further, we should be able to we'll divide a strategy to, be, to get along with this, to see how these things will be ironed out. But this is actually, um, it is very bad for our democracy. And as members of parliament, we are not above the law. If uh, we are charged, we should be able to go to court to prove our innocence. And I don't think Atu Fulton or whosoever is charged is guilty at the moment until proven so. So for them, if you are saying you are going to solidarize, are you already saying that they are guilty and you are trooping in there to, 
support them. I don't understand. When you go in there, what is your role in there? Apart from that, they have lawyers who are representing them. The lawyers definitely will present their case on their behalf. You go there and you just stand and then you have been able to leave a job that you well, were Well, Mr. Abib I mean, uh, our democratic history is littered with cases like this where the political parties show up in court in your numbers to solidarize. So this is not the first time But, uh, but even does that out. mean that if it is not the first time, does that mean that it is right? It is not right. And okay. We have I'm grateful, sir. Uh, that's the, uh, the deputy uh, majority whip there talking to us about the situation in Parliament. I'll take you to copy the shortly, but I want to quickly bring in uh, Dr. Rashid Draman, who is Executive Director of the Africa Centre for Parliamentary Affairs, who has been watching this. In fact, he's been uh, at the centre of trying to negotiate a setting uh, working relationship that is far more fruitful than what we're currently witnessing under this hung Parliament. This is another setback, is it not, uh, Dr. Rashid Draman? They threatened on Tuesday. We spoke to you then. You were hoping that uh, some truce will be reached. It hasn't been reached. Parliament today had to close, adjourn, because the minority guys were not there. Is this sustainable? Because the case is not ending anytime soon. Indeed, Evans, it's not uh, sustainable. And I think uh, we know that it's not only the case of uh, the seen of uh, member of parliament. We have uh, the, major the minority leader. We also have a uh, um, uh, what do you call him, um, Honorable um, Colin Stauder, uh, and we don't know who is going to follow next. Uh, so if this president is set, is it going to be the case that each time uh, a member of parliament um, is in court to answer questions, uh, we are going to mix the personal legal battles of uh, individual MPs with the business of representing us in the house. Because uh, as we noted today, um, the house had to adjourn and a number of um, businesses could not take place because of because of this absence. And uh, there's representational role that is suffering already that's the weakest link, uh, if you like, in, in the role that members of parliament perform. Most of them don't go uh, to their constituencies. Uh, most of them don't consult. I mean, the people that they are supposed to represent and so on, uh, the list that we get from them in terms of representation is what they do on the floor of the house. I, I need to ask them on the back now, of what is happening. Um, how can this be resolved? Because if this case is going to travel, what we anticipate is a criminal trial. There are three of them then you can expect that Parliament can work for the for the next one and a half years before the elections. Can something be done and what will you propose? Well, I think, Evans, what I would propose is, I know over the years, I mean, there have been instances of very high stakes and high tension in the House, and leadership has stepped in, uh, and cool heads have prevailed. I think uh, the Right Honourable Speaker has a role in this, uh, the leadership, the entire leadership of the House has a role in this. And I think the earlier they look at this, uh, the better for, for our democracy. Okay. That would separate the issues that, uh, that are of concern. I don't think uh, anybody should run away from answering uh, before the court. But maybe if I hear the NDC clearly, I think the, the approach 
uh, seems to be what what uh, they are questioning. Yeah, and and that's uh, is what is leading to complaints about affecting parliamentary business and all. Dr. Rashid Draman, uh, thank you very much for your time here on Top Story Indeed with your thoughts on this. I want to quickly uh, go to uh, the courts because this was being played out. This was played out in court today whilst, of course, parliament was empty, at least on the minority side. Uh, and James Atchukwesin's case was the first that you, that you sat in. Uh, we're learning that uh, the president's uh, you know, rally address at the Sin North was a centerpiece and then led to an exchange of, of words between Chachu Chikata and the Attorney General. What happened there? Well, so it became very contentious. In fact, uh, Chachu Chikata in his submission indicated that the president's comment and that of the Attorney General, both in and outside the court, were prejudicial. And so um, uh, something should be done about it. And so he requested that uh, part of the portions of the tape be played. Uh, one uh, one minute 34 seconds ought to be played when they started playing it the attorney general uh, stood up and said that well if the tape would have to be played then it means that the entire tape would have to be played so it, it's about 11 minutes the president's speech was about 11 minutes and so it ended that thing so it it was only 50 seconds of the tape that was played in court but the judge uh, Chikata indicated that the judge Ed in law, you know, there was an application that ought to have been moved on Tuesday because uh, um, Jim Jachikwesen was on national assignment that couldn't come off, and so that is why the various arguments of the state and then the accused um, were taken by the court. I see, and then the NDC they've been reacting to what transpired today uh, after the the proceedings. What was their position on this? Well, so NDC, the head of legal uh, Abraham Amalba, indicated that if the the application for stay of proceedings is not granted. It it means that uh, Mr. Jim Jachi Kwesin is not going to have a fair trial. Uh, thank you very much. And that's uh, Kodunyako there. You want to catch the full uh, detail of what happened in court and see their numbers on television. Uh, watch uh, Prime on the Joy News channel uh, at uh, 7 uh, with the details. Also on our cross as many social media platforms. But I quickly want to stay with the subject a while longer. Considering what happened in Parliament today, parliamentary business uh, was halted because the MPs on the uh, NDC side weren't there. One of them is Samuel Okujito Ablakwa. Uh, he was in court today, I believe. Mr. Ablakwa, thanks for time you're on top story always a pleasure Evans. Uh, were you in court today most definitely uh, and so i'm pretty sure you've learned what happened whilst you were away parliamentary business was halted nothing happened the, the speaker was forced to adjourn is this sustainable well good evening to all our distinguished listeners first of all it is important to emphasize that parliamentary boycotts parliamentary walkouts are tools in the parliamentary basket available to members of parliament. The current president himself has been part of boycotts and walkouts, if you look at our parliamentary history. Now, in this present instance, it is important to acknowledge that we are clear in our minds, particularly after listening to President Nanado Dankwa Akufuado in Asinoff, where he made the most prejudicial statement any president has made on an ongoing case when the president states emphatically without any ambiguity, without any equivocation, that people of Asenov don't vote for James Jachi Kwesin. He's jail bound. He's going to jail. Why vote for somebody who will be operating from prison? I mean, such a grave prejudicial statement. So since then, our leader 
announced at the swearing-in of Honorable James Jatikwes that if we had any doubt, if we thought that there was going to be fair trial, if we thought that this was not a charade, a kangaroo process, the president has settled the matter. And so we cannot continue with business as usual. We must dig deep into our parliamentary toolkit and avail ourselves of these democratic tools that are available to us. And that is why we have said that any time that our colleagues, the Honorable Atu Forsen Minority Leader, who is also facing the most frivolous charge that we have ever seen, I mean, you, 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 you sign an LC, and we are told that it was his duty to go and inspect vehicles that uh, are supposed to be ambulances. I, 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 I mean, I mean to, to be fair, these matters are now subject of a, a court hearing. But I need to ask you this. There are three cases, at least, I can count, involving some of your members. I took for, I took for you just mentioned there, uh, that you're quasing, and then Collins Dowder. Uh, if these cases travel the full length, it means, in effect, um, that parliament for the next one and a half years until the next election can work. Is that acceptable? Is that even realistic? What, how, well, how do you explain that to your constituents, for example? I can assure you, Evans, that since the minority leader's announcement, I mean, I was in the constituency over the weekend, I arrived to a rousing welcome. The rank and file of our party, our constituents, are very excited about this decision. They say that, look, it's even been too long in coming. And that after listening to the president, I mean, it's so clear that this is a kangaroo process. This is a political witch hunt. There is a clear attempt to persecute political opponents, particularly in this era of hand parliament, so that they can weigh their options in a by-election and see if they can snatch seats and get a comfortable majority. We are saying that we now have to scale up. We are no longer going to adopt a business-as-usual approach. If they will stop the persecution, if they will stop the witch hunting, then we can sit down and build consensus. Look, we are all reasonable people. We want this country to run. We want governance to, to, to be pursued within a cordial atmosphere. We, we are not happy about this atmospherics. But truth is, uh, when your back is against the wall, you are being witch hunted, you are being hounded. We have been left really with no other option but to embark on this democratic path. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Samuel Okujita Blackwell there. Uh, you've heard him. Um, you've heard the uh, NPP side as well in this particular conversation. The MPs, they represent you. I want you to give me your verdict. 055 News night starts right now.